This week's gospel focuses on the prodigal son, or some translations may say wayward, and we tend to focus on this young man who leaves his father's house and squanders his inheritance because in a narcissistic way, many try to make the gospel about humanity. But the gospel is about Jesus Christ, the good news. If we focus on the prodigal son as being us, we tend to leave out the brother, a significant part of the story. Perhaps finding law and gospel in this particular text will lead us to understand who the brother really is and his purpose. Here's the story. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am, dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And get the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his elder brother was in the field. And when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. The slave replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him. But he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command, yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I may celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours comes back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because your brother, who was dead, has come to life. He was lost and has been found. prodigal son. This text usually unfolds this way. 
The prodigal son is a sinful humanity, and Jesus is the father figure willing to forgive. And this works to a point, but it doesn't complete the story. It's like completing one side of a Rubik's Cube and saying you've solved the puzzle, but there are multiple sides that are still mismatched. The best way to approach the gospel is to look for Jesus Christ, especially through the cross. Always remember, the gospel is the good news, and that is Jesus, not us. We are not good news. We are in need of grace. Now we have become the beneficiaries of God's grace through the cross of Jesus Christ, which is revealed to us in the gospel. So, how do we find Jesus in this story? How do we explain the upset brother? Well, first let's look at the prodigal son. He took his inheritance. He left home and everything he knew to live among strangers. When hard times hit, he finds himself living among the pigs, eating the pig's slop, basically. He then decides to return to his father, ready to take the place of a servant. But instead, the father rushes out to hug him and rejoice in his return. What if we were to identify the prodigal son as Jesus? Sounds like what Jesus did in a nutshell. Left his father, left behind everything he knew to live among pigs, us, basically. He returns to the father and is seated at God's right hand, a position of honor. But the story has the son confessing sin, and Jesus was without sin, some may say, and that's true. But if we look at 2 Corinthians 5, Paul writes, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So, if we're able to say that Jesus is the prodigal son, the father is God the father, well, then, who's the brother? Well, if we use law and gospel, then the brother is the law. Look at the interaction between the three characters. The father receives the son. The brother accuses the son of sin. Uh, but the father forgives. The brother doesn't offer grace, but judgment. Something important, though, you've got to remember here, is the father never chastises the brother. He instead affirms the brother. He says, son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. Again, the law is not bad. It is actually good, even perfect, which is why we need grace, because we're not perfect. As you go forward in reading scripture, particularly the Gospels, always look for Christ first not yourself. To do this, a good way to do it is to look for law and gospel. If you do this, it will deepen your understanding of God's grace for you, and you'll see how the gospel relates to you in your daily walk with God. <laughs>